The world is a tight ass that needs some training. Headley helps us do it without ever complaining. Butt plug. Headley sponsors us so we can stretch the anal minds of humans. Butt plug. Headley sponsors the perverted podcast anal butt plug. Welcome to the Perverted Podcast. This is the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Recording tonight as we pay homage to the Zencaster gods and hope that everything turns out great for you. Our amazing listeners. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie. And Kathy, here's the show that we were going to do last week that we couldn't really do because you had some special circumstances that we talked about. Let's get into it. A lot of emails have been coming in. I don't know if you saw some of those emails. I saw um, some. A lot of uh, a lot of love coming at the Cathinator here. Oh my god. So I have some funny stories of loserdom from my life, but I kind of wanted to check in. And I'm sure the listeners are, you know, a lot of them that I've been talking to just want to know how you're doing, how you're holding up. Go. I'm doing good. I'm holding up well. And as I said last week, the reason that you're not getting down in the dumps, Kathy, want to crawl under the covers, can't even do a show kind of me is because uh, Creative Explorer ended up not moving in with the cunt. So in other words, his suffering inspires and builds you up to keep going yet another day. I knew that's what you were going to say because that's what you do, Buggy. No, that's not it. The sting is removed because instead of me, anybody, honestly, and I know I'm repeating myself, but any from last week, anybody out there who has been through a breakup with the exception of you, Boogie, because you have no soul. Probably true. Knows what it's like when someone breaks up with you. You, you go through an absolutely horrible time as you uh, marshal your thoughts to stop thinking about them because your thought, the longer you're with somebody, the more of a habit it is that your thoughts turn to them. So you die a little death a hundred times a day, every time you think about them and you have to marshal your thoughts and bring them back and remind yourself, you know, they don't want you anymore. You're not, there's no place for you there anymore. So it's like a thousand paper cuts. Okay. And you imagine all that horrible, you imagine that they're all happy and, oh my God, that person just took your place. Well, that isn't there. So that's what I mean that I'm, what I mean, what I mean when I say I'm not doing that bad because I'm not having to endure that, that kind of crazy breakup energy that I have gone through many times and I don't like it at all. So I'm glad at least to be relieved of that. So now when you talk about the breakup, so you're talking about breakup energy where there is a breakup because they're going to another person or they quickly, like a lot of people, even if there's not another person, they break up with someone. And then like two weeks later, you know, they've already like jumped in with somebody else, that type of feeling, as opposed to, as opposed to like a, Hey, you know, I'm having some things in my life and I can't. I can't be in a relationship right now. 
because I can't handle it. You handle well, that, those a that lot one's better. Hard too. Well, that one's hard too because it's a double uh, whammy, right? You're being rejected, number one, biggest, most horrible weapon anybody can use on you is you're not wanted, you're being rejected. And the second one is, and you're being replaced. Okay. So all of a sudden I have neither of those two because he actually has reversed his position and has said he doesn't want me out of his life. Um, and so none of those are, but uh, here's the thing, Boogie, you're, I'm never going to be able to get rid of that heart stopping moment when he looked me in the face and said, I'm rejecting you in favor of somebody else. I'm turning you away. Right. And, and that is, it's, it's very hard to get rid of that. And I, I'm actually struggling with it a lot right now. I don't know if I can. Which is fine. I mean, you're still like a week and a half, two weeks in this. Yeah. So there is, as you know, there's a process for this. And ultimately what you do know is there is going to be a change. Either way, there is going to be a change in how you view this person because there are some things that happen in a relationship. Now, some people salvage cheating. Some people salvage, uh, you know, egregious uh, lacks of uh, consideration and respect, you know, when the other person shows that they're going to change. But no matter what, that's a ding that you're not going to be able to buff out that ding is going to stay there. And maybe yeah. you work around it, you develop other strengths, you learn different uh, aspects of intimacy with that person, but it's it, that those moments, they don't, they don't go back. Right. So I'm struggling with all that right now. So, but that, you know what, Boogie, enough of me. What have you got going on? Well, all I have is just hideous human, because a lot of people, I'll start, with uh, I'll start with the funny one, and then we'll go to the tragic one, which you will find funny, and the <laughs> listeners will find funny, because it's me. <laughs> it's me losing. It is me humiliated, because it is possible. But let, let's go with the funny one. It's quick. Okay. So, you know, I'm selling stuff in storage. I've got about half of my possessions are now gone. Um, I, I am downsizing, downsizing, downsizing. And so I was selling one of my acoustic guitars and a lady really wanted it, you know, cause she was going to take lessons. And of course I get all excited about that. She ended up not buying it because she didn't call in time. And I sold it to another kid from a studio and I start talking to her about guitar and, Oh, and, you know, building it as a friend and, you know, whatever. And she's, you know, already got a kid and, you know, I don't know if she's getting divorced or whatever. Usually that's when a lot of people pick up an instrument is after a breakup. Who knows, Kathy, you may pick up the oboe tomorrow. Well, I still have Fauna's uh, ukulele here. That you're now you're ready to rock. We could start <laughs> the band. We've been thinking about it for years. So I'm talking to this lady and, you know, I'm mentioning, she's asking me questions about, well, what do you do music? And I'm like, oh, I do it for this podcast and blah, blah, blah. And, and I do production. And so she's really, she's just, oh, my God, this is such great information. Thank you so much. Even though I didn't get the guitar, it's so, so great, you know, because I'm pumping her up on, you know, you know, the guitar. And she's all, well, what what's your podcast? Oh, no. And so I, you know, we've had enough of these conversations on the show. I don't think. 
I don't uh, throw it at her because I know what's coming. And I go, oh, well, it's actually very adult. And, you know, it's kind of an adult thing. And she's like, and she gets all fucking like smug, like I insulted her. And she's like, uh, I am an adult Oh, kind of thing. You know, she's like, you know, maybe not as shitty as I just made it. But it was, it was, she definitely needed to let me know, like, I'm not a child. I am an adult. Right. And I go, oh, that's great. Yeah, it's perverted podcast. It's about kinky sex and BDSM and polyamory and all the bondage and spanking and bondage. And she just stops in her tracks and just goes, ho, ho, oh, wow, I am not that adult. Wow. No, I am absolutely not. No. <laughs> she just backpedaled out of that phone call in about 30 seconds. Wow. Uh, I'm an adult, you know. Yes. Which was obviously hilarious. Thank you. She's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, thanks for, you know, the tips. I, I got to go. She just was gone. Wow. So... I laughed, of course, maniacally, and then I thought it would be good to share on the show, not just because I love guitar and I want everyone to learn how to play an instrument and learn how to have a friend when nobody else will be your friend. That was dark. Um, yeah. But what I really want to to have this be an example of is when you want so bad to come out to people and people tell you, I can handle it. I want to know the real you. I'm actually offended that you don't think that I'm adult enough to handle this. I want honesty. Huh. They only want honesty to the limit that they know exists Yeah, in their world. They don't know all the honesty. I don't. I never assume that that my mind cannot ever be blown again. Like nothing right. really shocks me. But it you never assume because you always know that there's somebody more fucked up and wacko than you are. Or that maybe there's just things that you just don't even know of. There's unexplored terrains in the universe. That others have gone down that you don't know. So when people tell you that, kind of feed them along. I didn't start right into like, oh, you know, shoving octopuses and vaginas. And, you know, what? I just said the names of things and let her react. Right. And it freaked her out. So you never know just because somebody says they can handle what you have to say. And this isn't just about kink. This is about who you are. A lot of times in relationships, I can't. I can't even think how many people are like, I want to know the real you. And I'm like, no, no, you, don't. <laughs> no, you really, really, really don't. Uh, I can handle it, bogey. I'm an adult. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, yeah, no, no, no. I I'm here hand- to tell you you're not an adult and you can't handle it. Yes. Yes. I can't even handle this shit. So I thought that was really funny. Now let's get on to my humiliation. I'll try oh, to keep it brief. That was the short one, and now this is the long one? Oh, my God. Well, I made it longer because I love guitar, <laughs> and I'm so kidding. whatever. <laughs> whatever. This is going to be a weird show. This is going to be like all perverted mailboxes, all the ones that have been backed up. We're doing them yes. tonight. Right. We're getting, we're getting our listeners on the air, so we're going to have some fun today. So I'm at the gym two days ago. 
and I'm excited because I'm going to take a shower, okay? Now then, we both know that I'm not the prettiest guy in the world. Huh? And I, it is true, Catherine. Yeah, I am not. And I didn't realize how unpretty, I mean, we joke and we talk shit, but there's something in the back of your mind that's like, yeah, I'm still, you know, I'm working out. You know, I'm okay. I didn't realize how not okay I was Uh until this moment. Uh So I get my towel and my stuff and I'm in my shorts with my Crocs and I close my locker and realize for the first time since I've been working out since like 1982, the first time I have ever locked my keys in my locker. Oh, my goodness. So there I am now standing there like an idiot, uh, just just shorts and flip flops. And so I'm like, God damn it. And I can't. There's that's the lock's not going to break. So I have to do the fucking ask of shame. Someone sees and I go, hey, are you leaving? I go, yeah. Can you tell him there's a fat guy here in the thing? And I locked my thing. And he's like, okay, I'll tell him. So I go, great. And I sit down. And usually this is not a big deal. The It's 10 seconds to get up front. Hey, there's a guy there. The guy grabs the bolt cutters. You come in, you whatever. Five minutes later, I'm still sitting there. Ten minutes later, I'm like, this guy just blew it off and didn't tell them up front. Oh. So, I ask a, so I ask another guy, because that's what they do. Yeah, I'll help you out. Fuck this fucking guy, fucking dumb, fat piece oh of shit. You can God. sit there. That's the type of, you know, that's shit guys do. So I tell another guy. Five minutes goes by. Nobody's coming in. I tell another guy. I've told three people now, and I'm like, Maybe there's, and I kind of try to stick my, and the gym's packed now. It's like six in the morning now. Everyone's packed. And of course, it's all chicks in a gauntlet on the treadmill to get to the front counter. And I'm like, oh my God, please, please, please say I'm not going to have to do this. Boogie, how do you get yourself into these things? I go back in to the thing and I sit and I wait. And then finally, I'm like, they're not going to come. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I have no mask on. You know, we still have to wear a mask. I am pasty white, 262 pounds with a fat gut hanging over shorts and Crocs. And I now have to walk out there on that gym floor, half naked, the walk of shame to get someone to fucking open crack open my locker oh my god so i take my i have a teeny little towel and i wrap it as much as i can over my shoulders and i'm like this is covering nothing this is this is hard people are like what embarrasses you you don't ever get embarrassed oh yeah i do i actually do this was that moment oh my god and so i walk out instantly the second i walk out every woman on the treadmill turns to look at me because here's a fat bald maskless naked guy half naked guy walking and i walk up and i'm like can i get some bolt cutters i don't know if somebody told i can't i locked my thing and they're like oh we'll go tell the someone so i walk all the way back 
And like, everyone's just staring at me like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? And I go and sit in there for another five minutes. Nobody shows up. Oh my God. So I go back out there and I'm like, I, if you give me the bolt cutters, I can do it. They're all, we can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. This guy's up there. As soon as he's done, he'll come. So finally the guy comes in and he, you know, do you have an ID? And I said, yes, it's the same ugly piece of shit you're looking at. So he opens the thing. And uh, so, yeah, had to walk across the walk of shame. Not even a cool, drunk, fuck, one night stand walk of shame. This is just pasty fat guy walking through the gym. I can't walk. even laugh at that. That's a horrible, <laughs> horrible story. It's Why hysterical. couldn't they have just come? They could have just come. Oh. Why couldn't they have just said, hey, I'm the only guy here. It's the men's locker room. I got to, right. you know, I got to stop what I'm doing. Can you finish talking to this customer while I go spend 30 seconds to clip a teeny 99 cent store lock? That's just terrible (laughs) stop laughing it's not funny it's funny because it was humiliating and i don't like humiliation oh my so you have to laugh at it yes because if not i just i just realized how not in i thought i was in better shape but i looked in the mirror and i'm like that's what was out there count boogie working the ladies Helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king shaming world. For your peace of mind, please know the author of every post we talk about is specifically granted us permission to do so. Today I have a post by Envy called Reclaiming My Inner Slut. I can tell by the title that this is good, Boogie. Yes. Yeah. That's one of those where you're like, all right, you can tell there's there's going to be pain and drama and resolve and a hero moment. Yes. And we need some bat. you know, we need like a good music cue to like carry it along triumphantly into the stratosphere of self, you know, self-awareness. Yes. And we need it because our listeners have to listen to our shit lives, you and I, and and we need some (laughs) hero moments here. And all right, here we go. She says, I was 16. The first time I was slut shamed. My boyfriend at the time had shown me the wonders of sex and by God was I enamored. And like any horny teenager, I was up for it any which way I could have it. So imagine my surprise when I offered him a blowjob and he responded with disdain. God, you're just a fucking nymphomaniac, aren't you? I was stunned. Was there something wrong with me? Was I broken for wanting sex? I continued to be labeled a slut by various people throughout my life who disapproved of me on the basis of their personal standards. It's taken a long time, but with the help of kink, I finally put my worries behind me. So I've reclaimed this word. I am a slut. I adore sex and pleasure and the pursuit of mind-shattering, can't-move-my-legs-for-half-an-hour orgasms. That word that used to hurt me is a powerful reminder that I'm a sexually confident woman who knows exactly what she wants. I've learned that some people's values on sex and its roles in relationships is vastly different to mine, but it doesn't make either of us wrong. And for those of you out there who need a reminder, 
You're allowed to want sex as much or as little as you want. Your sex life does not change your value as a human being. And if someone calls you a slut, well, you're probably having a lot more fun than they could imagine. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> wind, wind blowing through the hair, hero moment on a cliff, ready to spread the wings. And now I shall fly into Sluttopia. <laughs> yes. I I we we do talk about slut shaming. We've talked about it multiple times on the show, and it never gets old to talk about because it never gets old. I usually take the point of view where I want to talk about the other person that's doing the slut shaming because it really is about an insecurity. Very rarely does slut shaming come from like a real authentic uh, distaste of something. It almost always comes from a fear. And that fear is usually in a family situation. How are you making me look? And how are you making the family look? Which then is, how are you making me look? Because if you're not making me look good, then I have to shame you. Yes. Because we talk about that all the time. That's the only way people know. People don't know how to communicate other than guilt and shame. In in a sexual relationship, when you're with your partner, it's always about some insecurity. I don't have the same sex drive as this person. So, And usually it's from a dude. I've had it from women, though. I've had it plenty of times from women because it makes women feel insecure because they feel you're going to leave them to go find more sex. And for men, when you have a high sex drive, it makes them feel emasculated because they're not able to keep up with you. Yeah. It's always something about them. It's always some insecurity. They have something to lose by you being your own self-actualized sexual being. Right. I I'm always astounded when I read stuff like this. Absolutely astounded that is in this day. I mean, unless you know you're talking to a conservative, highly religious, prudish kind of person, you know, that that stereotypical image we all have in our minds, like the church lady, and <laughs> you know. That if you're talking to the church lady, they're going to disapprove of you and call you a slut. Right. But I'm always astounded that this quota thing still happens in modern society. I really am. I read stuff like this and, and I cannot imagine that someone isn't celebrated for having a healthy sex life. And I, I always think the same thing. If, if someone is taking the time out of their life to shame you. I mean, let's think about that word, to shame someone. It, it's a very highly destructive thing to do to another human being. You don't do it accidentally. I, I don't believe in when someone says, well, you shamed me. No, I didn't. I, I didn't actually set out to shame you. Maybe something I said made you feel ashamed. But there's a difference between someone feeling ashamed and somebody actually shaming them, going on a mission to shame them. For someone to do that, because it takes effort to do it, you have to put on your mean, ugly hat and come up with something that is going to make them feel like crap. You've got to be, like you said, I agree with you, Boogie. It's, it's, 
you've got to be feeling so insecure that you feel the need to lash out and hurt that person because it makes you feel better. And in it, I absolutely agree with you. In in this situation, this is so damaging because it does happen a lot when people are younger. When you're a little bit older and you've seen a little bit more of the world, you're not as surprised by shame and guilt coming from people at your job and your, you know, all the th- aspects of your life, not just your relationships. But when you are young, these are those fundamental times, those foundational times where you're still exploring. So you don't know what's right and wrong or good for you, bad for you. So when you have somebody in a position of intimacy that you supposedly love and care about, so you value the things that they say, you value their approval. And when all of a sudden they throw some shit at you that takes away that approval, that sticks with you. It doesn't take that many of those instances to create a real negative program and a real negative belief about yourself. And if you don't have people around you that you can lean on for support, it makes all the sense in the world all the times that I've had to deal with partners that had a lot of hangups. Right. And then you have to unpackage that and try to work through it and create a new environment for them to get through it. But it's not surprising. Because uh, yeah. that's what how people work, right? I I guess I'll yeah. I I know what you're saying. It's it's what make what makes Envy's journey uh, so um, amazing and makes us want to cheer for her. Is that doesn't sound even from the post like she had a lot of people around her supporting her. So you either have to find that support yourself and come out the other end with a if you can, a healthy self-esteem or you buckle under because that is a heavy weight to bear when someone is always, when, when you have a, a lot of people around you uh, reflecting back that same sentiment. Um, I don't know a lot of people who can come out of that with, with a healthy self-esteem intact. And that's why it's so crucial for us to have open dialogue about this open dot and there has been the internet that is one thing that the internet has been good for is there is a lot of support available online you know like we talk about dr doe all the time and she has a lot of good episodes about this there's a lot of great websites that help young people feel that support and understand that it's not about them when they hear this and that makes them stronger and that's where I, we get into the argument about words and what offends people and whether or not you should be allowed to say words. I always feel, and I am still 100% on board with the fact that you are not going to stop the world from saying shitty things anytime soon. So your best line of defense is to become strong and learn how to dismantle the humiliation that they're putting on you. Yeah. By understanding that it's about them, by building support around yourself, I would prefer that than just try to stop people because we never get that strength. We're always going to be offended by things. We're always going to have people say things, even if it's not intentional, even if it's just like some little thing that they throw out. We're always going to be hurt by things. 
I am hurt and offended every day of my life, thousands of times by the shit people do. My job is to try to become a stronger person and learn what is my responsibility and what is about me and what is about them that I don't have to take on that guilt and shame. Right. Well, I wish, you know, well, the funny thing is that I am envious of envy because I wish I had that problem. I wish I had a, just a really big, fat, healthy sex drive when mine is kind of eh. And, you know, you can't, you can do things to help that, but uh, your your sex drive is your sex drive. And and so not only am I astounded that people still have this slut-shaming issue in life, I'm astounded that anybody would slut-shame someone who has a healthy sex drive. I mean, that's a great thing. That's things that, the kind of thing that most people want. Most people want in their partners. They want it in themselves. Frankly, I think it's a great thing to have. And anybody who thinks that they should be shaming somebody for that is is someone that I just simply do not understand. So good for her. You go, Envy. Good job. Good job. Now all of a sudden I'm like going, wow, in my pre-kink life, I was slut-shamed a lot. Ugh. Like I can think of like five or six partners that were like, all you want is sex. Is all, That's all you want. It's all you ever think about. That's it's just, yeah, a lot of that. I got a wow. lot of that early on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember I was like, well, eventually I had to, you know, I kind of was like, well, I guess I'm a bad person, but I'm still horny. So that's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> so good, bad or indifferent. This is Count Boogie. So uh, but yeah, and I think a lot of that was because uh, they thought I was going to go uh, cheat on them. Right, of and course. And so they tried to, you know, put me down and say this is all I want. And then they, some of them would even get real nasty about it and be like, I don't feel, you know, because you want sex so much, uh, obviously it, maybe it means that you don't actually love me and that you're just using me for sex and whatever. And I'm like, right. Jesus, fucking whatever, man. Hmm. Poor no mas, baby. No, that's right. You are a sex god now. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't two days ago on that gym floor. That's that's oh, for goddamn sure. Horrible, horrible story. Poor Boogie. Love to read your letters. Hope it never stops. We're going to read your letters on perverted mailbox. Let's do a marathon of perverted mailboxes. Okay, there's not that many, you know. Well, I have the two from like show 309. Yes. That never, uh, that's going on every week. I'm like, oh, I'll put these two in. And then there's not enough time. But uh, of all people. I don't even know. I don't even know what they sound like. It could be totally out of it. So just know going forward that a couple of these may sound like old. They weren't from today, but they're in there. They're going in. Let's have a fucking festival. Of perverted mailbox. With that, here we go. Shayla wrote to us and says, Hey, Kathy. Hey, Boogie. I'm enjoying the show as always. Kathy, glad you got some dick finally. <laughs> so we. What, so what was it you dick. were just saying, Boogie, about <laughs> old emails? 
<laughs> this is entirely your fault, Boogie, because every time our wonderful <laughs> listeners email us, you're like, I don't have time this week to put it in. I don't have time. And before you know, we've got like fucking 20 emails that are so old. They're talking about Kathy getting dick when she ain't getting no dick. Ouch. Uh-huh. That's some ouch. She goes on to say, Kathy, I'd like to address part of an episode where you said that swingers don't want fat old ladies at their parties. I don't know what it's like where you are, but where I am, they want everybody type around. What a boring buffet if all that's offered are string beans. At the parties I've been to, variety is encouraged. Well, Shayla, let me tell you something. I want to be going to your swingers parties. Point me in the right direction. I will go there. That sounds like my type of swingers party. Get on getting saddle on up. <laughs> next next week, you'll be like, hey, Kathy, are we going to do the show? I'll be like, can't. I'm on a plane going to a swingers <laughs> party. <laughs> plane fucking Nebraska or wherever the fuck it's from. That's fucking great. You know, right. I'd be okay. Well, the, I mean, the thing is, is you can bring your little adapter thing. You can still do your show. I, you're you going to do the show when you visit Mew, aren't you? Well, yeah. All right. Then. I'm bringing all. I'm bringing all that stuff. <laughs> FNMO, our good friend FNMO, wrote to us and says, "Hey, Boogie. Oh, and Kathy, where's my tit pics? See, this is how old this is, Boogie. I don't even remember promising anybody tit pics. Did I say oh, I was going to wow, send tit pics to someone? That is old. Yeah, that's something like three months ago. I don't even remember that. He says, "I'll give you some good dick if I get those." Maybe I'll let you play with my wife's pie. Sounds like you need some. Ow, man. Look, that is so harsh. That sounds like a nice thing, but really he's saying, yeah, you could really need some, so I'll just offer you my wife. Well, and his dick. So now let's, let's, not, let's, let's not go crazy here. This actually works out benefit because before you were in a relationship when this email came in. Uh-huh. And you would have been like, oh, that's nice. They're offering me a couple sex. And now all of a sudden it's like a whole different ball game. Yeah, but you know what? It's very easy uh, for our listeners to uh, offer stuff like that when they know they're in another state. So you get much bolder about what you're going to offer somebody. Someone's so going like... to send you a plane ticket at some point <laughs> and put and be like, put your money where your mouth is, bitch. <laughs> I'm sure that if I were to take anybody up on that, you'd be the first person to go, are you crazy? You're not going to go meet some stranger you've never met. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. No, I, that is not the conversation we would have. We would have a conversation about your safe call. About the person you're going, where you're going, how you're going to meet them, what you're going to do. There would not be anything about you can't go. That's crazy. People do that all the time. Not me. We are. are no, you don't do that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But if you did do that, then that would be something where we would talk about, you know, what do we put in place if you're going to meet a stranger? Um, how to make that a more comfortable situation for yourself right okay well when that time comes we will have that conversation but in the meantime fnmo goes on to say i love you fuckers thanks to your show and a lot of help from my wife i have been able to move past so many struggles in my head and by the way i need to know what happened to trees babies and also is tree still there uh yes uh tree is actually actually fucking joe sent me 
pitchers because Joe has like three of them, three or five. I don't know how many he has, but he repotted them. And it was great, too, because I was on a shit fuck day. And he's like, hey, I wanted to cheer you up and, you know, send you some pics and let you know these uh, these trees are doing real good. Because after I got tossed from threshold, I didn't know where I was going to put like, you know, five or six of them. And I put a few at your place. And then I gave Joe, I gave, I have to go to your place. Well, I have to bring you some stuff anyway. Um, So Uh I'm going to bring some poles and I'm going to put those up and, uh, and pull those up. Are they still alive? They're growing fat because I, the place that we put them gets sprinklers like every other day. So, okay. So they do get, they're growing and falling over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to yeah. they got to get back on poles um so they can start moving upwards. Well, that's so but, nice uh, of Joe to do that too. So yeah, so for those of you that don't know if you're if you're new to perverted podcast, a uh, long long time ago I rescued a baby dying pine tree and blah blah drama drama, life life, sad sad, hello darkness my old friend, tree came back to life, tree and I bonded, made babies with tree. There's now little baby trees from that tree, and uh, they are spread around because, you know, I don't have a place right now. So some of those trees have gone on. One or two of them, I think, have been already planted in a forest. Um, Some people have them and are growing them in their yards. They're canary island pine trees, so they'll grow to 100 feet. It's a 100-foot pine tree. So, yes, the trees are doing uh, pretty good, and oh. I would love to get a place to where I could then have some of them back and get them to where I can then plant them out in the world. In the wild. In the wild. <laughs> well, I was going to go up to Angeles Crest, but I was going to go up to like 2,000 feet because they're not cold pines. They won't do well in the cold, and I want to go, and it's too dry and hot down here. They won't survive when they're young. Because they came from the Canary Islands. Um, so if I go up to like 2,000 feet, it'll be cool enough that they could survive, uh-huh. I'm thinking. And then maybe I could find like a runoff, some drainage, you know, where there's some water in the soil so they won't dry out. And then just drive up, you know, once a month with 20 gallons of water or something and just, you know, make right. it like a new little thing. Be right. cool. I would it like would to do that. Cool. DM Frank wrote to us and said, Hi, Boogie and Kathy. It's been a while that I'm telling myself that I should send you a message. You guys are absolutely amazing. I started last year to listen to the Perverted Podcast. I'm at around 41 episodes. All the subjects and thoughts you discuss are so good and really helpful. I learned so much with the information you guys are giving. And often I talk to my partner, how you guys made me realize or made me think about some stuff. I try to make her listen to, but she is not as comfortable with the English language than me. So she don't want, unfortunately. We both are French Canadian and I hope my writing English isn't so bad. From a soon to be pee-pee zombie, thank you, Boogie Kathy and all the rest of the gang. That's you know right. He's at 41, I'm- almost a zombie. For those of you that don't remember, uh, if you listen to 50 or more episodes of Perverted Podcast, you then ascend to the status of a pee-pee zombie. That is for life at 50 episodes. If you go to the next level of extreme craziness and you listen to every episode of Perverted Podcast, you then ascend to the level, and we have a lot of them. I don't know why, 
but we have a lot of them. You ascend to the lifetime level of perverted podcast zombie apocalypse master. Mm-hmm. Which now at 314 episodes, that's that's coming on almost a solid two weeks. That's crazy. Of times. So that's like two weeks of your life. Now, then, of course, a lot of people chug this out when they drive. They have they have commutes to work and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure they're not just sitting there, you know. And if they are, we do have some that actually do that. I think Papanoff does that sometimes. I think he's listened like 87 times through all of the shows. I we don't we, know why. We stopped, we stopped making uh, titles after you do it. I think Echo was, you listened to all the episodes twice, and I'm like, I think we're going to stop there. Yeah, we have people that have listened to all 300-something episodes twice. Crazy, just crazy. So, and exciting, too, uh, you know, because I know that. Like, I have shows that I've been into in the past, and I go back to old shows, surely with Howard Stern and stuff like that, and I listen to uh, things, because you always miss stuff and whatever. But it is really exciting that... uh, that uh, and we have people from all over the world. Your English was just fine. We understood what you stood. French Canadian. It's pretty I know, cool. I it's always amazes me when people are like, "God, I hope my my English isn't too bad." Dude, you're speaking it and you're writing in another language. I, I mean, the the rest of us couldn't do shit like that. <laughs> it's and it's better than we write and speak. <laughs> I love that when people from like European countries are like, I hope my English is good. And they're using all these fancy <laughs> words and perfect grammar that's punctuated. I'm all, are you fucking kidding me? I have the grammar of a third grader. That's true. You do. And so do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, sp- you at least know a lot of words. I'm a good word speaker. <laughs> you have a lot of good, you have good vocabulary. All right, let's do Go on. We're almost done. Delilah wrote to us and she says, please send my partner Bakur and I some stickers. We will plaster the backs of our vehicles and the entire city of Austin with them. Oh, man, I am sending you guys stickers this very week. I'm going to throw in pins and stickers and some of that amazing, uh, wonderful greeting card with the artwork from... um, uh, who is it? Jay. Jay. Jay, uh, Jay Moyes. Jay Moyes Fetishartist. from Fetishartist.net. Yes. Yeah. yeah he did all of He did our logo. He did our. Our uh, stickers. stickers. He did the it's girl, amazing. girl stickers, which are the hot. Don't send all of those, man, because those are hot. Uh, they're sitting here in my room doing okay, nothing well, but you getting know, dust Send them a them. couple so they can put one on each car. But, you know. People are like, we'll plaster every. Wait a minute, man. First off, that's vandalism and littering. Second, those things are expensive. This is the type of attitude you have that has gotten you hoarding stuff in that storage space of yours. And now you're trying to get rid of shit. That is the attitude that has made somebody that makes a very, very minimal amount of money not starve to death. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that, buddy. Whatever, I'm here. Whatever, I will. Okay. I'm here. Do what uh, you do. What you got to do. We've actually come to the last one here, didn't? And this is more relevant. Dave in Denmark says, "Hey, you two, just heard Kathy's news. It came as a surprise. Although listening to every podcast as I do, maybe not such a surprise to us out here in the world. <laughs> well, that makes me feel like an idiot. First of all." <laughs> <laughs> that being said, it must have been an awful thing to have to go through. You sounded so strong and determined, not really. 
to move forward. So as if you didn't already know, you are much loved. And here's a virtual hug from me, wishing you all the best. Submissives are like emeralds, damned rare, and deserve to be cherished. I'm going to cry. That's so nice. Gee, people love you. I told you. You know who else wrote Path Girl? I'm not going to read it because it was a private message, but Path Girl wrote to us, to me, and and said, you know, if you ever need anyone to talk to me, she's just the sweetest, nicest person. And she finishes the the email by saying, and you know, if you ever need someone to hide his body, I'm your girl. That's (laughs) right. That's she's path girl a, for us. Because she's a pathologist assistant, so she knows how to cut things up. <laughs> she cracks me up. It's important. It's an important <laughs> skill to have if you're going to hide a body. Oh, really? Because there is nothing worse than a messy body chopper. <laughs> you got to get bleach. You got to uh, your your clothes. And it's it's, you know. The dry cleaner. I mean, you, it's hard to be a serial killer without a good, relatively gullible dry cleaner. That's very, very true. Just, just remember that. You got it. Oh my God, you hit another fucking dog. Yeah, I just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just keep hitting dogs <laughs> just in the street. They Gross. just run out and, and uh, you know. And then I go out to go out and I try to save the dog and I get, you know, fucking blood all over. It's fucking horrible. You either need a really good friend like Path Girl or a friend who's a cannibal. And then you're set, right? Yes. Uh Yes. All right. Let's start talking about this This, gross subject. This will all be used against us in a court of law someday (laughs) for some trumped up shit that we didn't do. They talk about it on their show. You think about that, you know, you're like, some of the shit we say is pretty warped and whatever. Your Honor, I would like to give you exhibit show 312, where they said, and I quote, chop up the fucking bodies, get a gullible dry cleaner, the accused perverted podcast host. Oh my! I'm like God. it's a show. It's entertainment. These are jokes. Oh no, not in a court of law. <laughs> no, we're, they we're... when they read shit back. There's no inflections. We're serial killers to it's them. It's no longer a coincidence. <laughs> it's no longer. God damn it! But we had some fun. Tell us we're swell. Tell us to go to hell. Just tell us fucking something on perverted mail uh, box. Okay, perverted mailbox. What? But, but did you just, did you come in like Luigi just there? Put it in a mailbox, hey, hey. Pull it out of the oven and put it out there. You send us an email, we put a pepperoni on it, and here goes a cat thing. I take your order. I take a calzone or a pizza. Oh, a calzone. Oh, it's ah. good. All right. Shall I read some mail from our listeners? Yes, before we get any stupider. Okay, that was pretty stupid. Just make sure you edit all of that out. Because no, that leaving was it. Leaving it. Uh, okay. Genuine Stranger wrote to us and he says, Dear PP team, I'm a vanilla male in a monogamous marriage. I found your podcast when I was bored with the same old podcast I listened to at work. I needed something to spice up my day and I found Perverted Podcast. Yay. 
From the first <laughs> from the first episode, I was hooked, and I'm working my way back through the catalog. In a matter of weeks, I had hit 50 episodes, and I'm currently listening to the last days of the Love Lab. Aww, he is a pee-pee so zombie sad. now. 50 <laughs> episodes. Yes. <sighs> And then he goes on to say, I'm laughing while working with my workmates, often asking me, what's so funny? I try and give a safe for work answer, like just a tug of war, omitting the anal hook details. (laughs) That's smart, smart to do that. He says, I love hearing about your shit as well. Seriously, I feel for you. But like Boogie says, it makes my life seem easy. I like to hear the level of communication you have. It's making me step up my game in my relationship. Here's the part I like, Boogie. You ready? Sure. He says, the past couple of months have been the best sex for a long time. Instead of lying there horny and wishing, I take what I want, and there have been no complaints. Yes. I bought a small anal plug on a whim, and my wife spied it in the toy bag. She was very keen to try it, loved it, and it's now almost as popular as the rabbit. And finally... Damn you, Boogie. I downloaded Pokemon because of you. Now I can't leave it alone. <laughs> Better than porn, I guess. <laughs> That's your fault. You and your stupid Pokemon, Boogie. Anyway, I want to get you away for... from it. You do, and you're never going to get away from you. It's got its hooks in you. And no, 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 no. I uh, I play literally a, f- a fra- I mean, I still play every day, but I play uh-huh. a fraction of what I used to because now I'm doing like comedy writing and I'm learning stuff and, you know, I... I you know once I get inside you know it's I sit a lot so I still just play it because it's like what am I gonna do storage doesn't open till eight a.m. and it closes at six p.m. so that's fourteen hours that I have before storage opens uh-huh. again so uh-huh, I'm bored uh-huh. whatever shut okay. up they're cute and I still catch them <laughs> all right looking for a shiny <laughs> trebuchet right now which by the way is a garbage bag. It's a Pokemon that's a garbage bag. Oh, so that's it, something it, that you and cute. Genuine Stranger can discuss. Anyway, he finishes by saying, anyway, thank you from down here in New Zealand. You have mostly made my life a whole lot better. Yes, Kathy, you have my permission. Oh, that's I love it because it's got everything you need in that one email. He's got a, a very obscure name, Genuine Stranger. Uh, mm-hmm. He gives me permission right at the bottom. He says, thank you to you. He He's just flat out best sex for since a long time. I mean, it's a great email all around. It is exciting to hear people just get that little push. And that's sometimes what we are. And and, and I love it. I, I just get so excited. All the emails that we get where it does make a di- it's like being on like a, a sports team, you know, except we don't have to fucking play fucking sports you know it's like a good team where we just kind of encourage each other and we group together and we share ideas and then that just opens the door for everyone else's creativity and and i love hearing it back i love even though i'm not getting laid right now because you know i'm I'm just kind of scared of people right now but it is exciting to just hear that people are alive and doing stuff, especially in New Zealand. Yes. Because Wellington Park in New Zealand is the place you start on community day. Never mind. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. I, I don't even know. I have one small one. It's actually uh, to you, Boogie. It's from Kazoo. Hi, Kazoo. Who says, I know you hate messages like this, but I just saw your latest FET post and cannot tell you how proud I am for you getting through this pandemic bullshit while sober. 
I come from a long line of alcoholic grandparents and parents, so I've had it hammered into me how hard it can be even on, quote, easy days. The world has certainly put you through the ringer this year. I'm glad you gave it the middle finger the whole way through. You know what, Kazoo? Thank you so much. That actually does mean a lot. It is um, it is crazy to um, to be sober. And once again, I just heard a great comedian last night said, what do you want, a fucking pat on the back for not doing drugs? You're not supposed to do drugs. So I don't ask people to, like, you know, overly congratulate, but... Anytime that you, you've you made a bad choice or a series or a lifetime of bad choices in your life and you actually break away from that programming, whatever the reason you got there, it, it does mean something that you turned around and recognized that you, you can't do that to yourself anymore. And not only you can't do that to yourself, you can't do that to your loved ones and the people that you want to be of service to. So... So for that, I am I'm very happy about my sobriety. My sobriety to me is incredibly special. And it's one of the only things I do have integrity on that it, it kind of as much as a loser as I feel for not being able to get myself in a better situation. There is at least some integrity and badassness to know that a that a psychopath is able to stay sober during a pandemic. And it, and it does mean a lot. And I've had a lot of support from listeners and a lot of uh, listeners that are in recovery and that are not drinking and using anymore. And then even people that don't understand alcoholism just understand that it, that it is a, a, an extra challenge to have uh, for a crazy person. And so uh, thank you very much kazoo for that. And, and it is exciting. And now the gym's open the library is starting to open again. So even though I'm still in the car, um, normalcy is slowly coming back and it's a lot easier to stay sober. Uh, and I'm coming up on nine years, nine, ten years. I think nine years. I think it's nine years in June. And so very exciting. Very exciting stuff. God damn it. Yay. end of show 314 thank you to all of you who support us by either listening to the show giving us out to your friends tagging us on fat life or supporting us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast if you'd like to reach out to us for any reason drop us a line at perverted podcast at gmail.com or you can reach us through our fat profile cleverly entitled perverted podcast i think that's all i got boogie I think it's great. This was a lot of fun. It was fun catching up on the 800 million perverted mailboxes that uh, we were able to get to. But it's still, they all gave us little things to talk about. And I thought that was a lot of fun. Next week, we're uh, going to come back with some good topics. Enigma's going to be on the show. He's got some good stuff to talk about. And I'm just excited to see what is going to happen moving forward. So you're just all going to have to tune in from home. Check us out, Perverted Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. I'm an outer space player. Shoot you with my laser. Everybody wanna hang around me cause they like my freaky flavor. Naughty.
pretty little girls want to ride up on my rocket. I pull their panties down because I got no time for talking. Want to get kinky with an extraterrestrial. I kick the bass with decibels and fuck them with my tentacles. Out in the cosmos, gotta have your dirty fun. Cosmos, girls like that nasty love. The galaxy is bumping with the sounds of passion. I pound her like a meteor that burns before it crashes. Ashes, ashes, sexy like the sun. Girls just wanna come, she just wanna have a little fun. Make her call me daddy, fuck her harder when she's bratty. Tease her supernova till she screams she wants it badly. Out in the cosmos, gotta have your dirty fun. Out in the cosmos, girls like that nasty love. Girls like that now. 